Um, I'm, I've never said anything anti United. I believe in the club and everyone involved with the club. So, You've never criticised anyone associated with Manchester United Football Club? Nope. Ever? Ever. No. Nope. Or participated in any protests nope. in, in relation to the uh, job security of any said people? Nope, nope, never. Ever. You are loyal to the regime. I am. <laughs> yeah. I sold myself out. Maybe I should be playing on Wednesday. What, what, what are your opinions on Malcolm Glazer? Um... <laughs> what do you think about his beard? Uh, Malcolm Glazer's dead. Uh, well, forget about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Would you like questions? to glaze the reputations mm. of the glazers? I won't be commenting at, at this moment of time before I speak you to won't my be wife. Glazing. I won't be glazing. Yeah. No glazing. Okay. No glazing the glazing. Yeah. But anyway, we'll talk Very about we'll, of you. we'll talk that we'll talk about that in private. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Seduction. Yeah. <laughs> Can't hey. wait. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Behind the Goal podcast. I'm joined by Harry. Hello. And we have more football to talk about. The football's never-ending right now. So this is our first podcast recording whilst we're in the same city, but we unfortunately couldn't do it in person today. We're still working on that. But anyway, Harry, how's, how's, how have you been for the last week? I've been good, thank you. I've been okay. I've returned to Leeds. I've moved in to my house. I'm in a new room. I haven't been in this room in previous episodes, so um, that is new. It's a new chapter. Yeah, new era. And how have you found your football? Um, You know, it's, it's it's been mixed, I guess. I've had very mixed feelings about football in the last week. It's been fine, but maybe frustrating is the word for yeah. what happened on the weekend, but we'll get on to it. Yeah. Anyway, started on Saturday. What was Saturday? Oh, yeah. We have an apology to issue to Everton. They've not, not done too badly recently, have they? They've, they've done all right, yeah. They won. I mean... But in itself is a special occasion for Everton. And I mean, away at, away at Brentford is not, not easy. Yeah, it's a, been a, a week of Brentford home defeats, but this one this one was the probably... It was, one, it was one of those ones where I was kind of surprised, but also I feel like if someone had told me that Everton were going to win this game before, it wouldn't have been... It's the sort of game I, that I feel like Everton do win. When they win a game, it's, yeah. they often win games. Like, it was a bit like Brighton away last season. Mm. I think maybe it's something about... Maybe it suits them playing away from home against these sort of high-pressing, upper-mid-table kind of teams that yeah. are on the counter-attack. Especially if they're 
clinical, which they rarely are. But when they do get it right, it does seem to work for them. I, I mean, they had more expected goals than Brentford, more shots, less possession, but they they deserve to win. They won deservedly. So yeah, and obviously, Sean Dyche masterclass. Yeah, and obviously, as we're recording this, we have um, the, on Thursday they won last night as well. So maybe they're starting building up a little bit of form. So. Is this the Everton Euro- European push that we're seeing, we're seeing in person right now? I doubt it. Calvin Lewis scored it. as well, didn't he? He did. Twice. He scored twice in the last week. That's amazing. It's amazing he's even played twice. <laughs> Proving me wrong. Alan scored twice. I'm happy for him. I don't actually. Know. I've got nothing against him. I quite, yeah. like, I quite liked him a few years ago uh, when, I, when he was linked to Arsenal. I thought he could be a good signing. And then he just kind of stopped playing. Just occasionally saw him in magazine photo shoots, mm. um, which was the main reminder that he was still a footballer. But yeah, he is. He also would, he scores important goals for Everton. He scored the goal to keep them up two years ago. Yeah. And I think once it comes, I think it, once it comes to, uh, the business end of the season if Edson are still struggling, I think them goals will be important. Yeah, no, definitely. And wins away at Brentford are big if you want to stay up because most of the teams that are going to be in that fight won't win at Brentford. So, yeah. You'd have fought at least. So, it's a big result for Everton. And, uh, yeah, it's a it's a big confidence booster that I think they needed. It was that their first win of the season. I think, I think it was. Um, did they win another game? I think. No, that was the no. first win in the Premier League, at least. They won. Yeah, they won at Doncaster in the League Cup. But yeah, there's a lot of teams. That, there's a lot of teams that can't get points right now as well, which means that this, you know, it would be useful. But anyway, moving on to a team. So I, was, that, I was just, I was just looking at the table, and it's just, it was just made me laugh when I realised Everton are now only a point below Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, well, but, the way we've talked about Everton. Yeah. We'll get on to uh, them. But anyway, moving on to another team that have been struggling, that people kind of bigged up at the start, was uh, Burnley. They narrowly lost to Man United with a Johnny Evans masterclass. What an awful, awful game. I, I, yeah. I, I, I tried to watch it, but it was a struggle. And I've got to go, it very quickly became background noise because nothing in that game was, was worth paying attention to for, for me. I, it was just a, it was a slog watching it. It was a, Johnny Evans though, good, it was a good game. He, he scored a goal, it got uh, disallowed. Uh, he got a very, very good assist. Yeah, he did. And, and it I was think, a very good goal. I think, um, I was surprised because when I saw the lineups, I was very, I was dreading to think what could happen. But no, he proved he proved me wrong, and pow- all power to him. I think if we build on this in the future, then there's there's no there's no problem with how we're playing. I think we we've transitioned to a different style of play now. I think the more and more we play it, and the, we, obviously we've had a lot of injuries as well. We can't forget that. 
then I think we'll be able to show what we're really trying to do on a football pitch like Crystal Palace other night. I know it's just a Carabao Cup game, but obviously we won that in convincing fashion, but it kind of looked like the first time the players knew what they were doing on the pitch this season, which is good. It's just a shame it's yeah. taken till September to start again. Mm. Yeah. Well, what did you think of United's performance at Burnley? I mean, I was from what I was what I obviously I wasn't paying attention to all of it, but from what I saw, I think Man United didn't play especially well, even though they won. Like I think no, really different. No, I, I mean, think Burnley had over sixty percent possession, twelve shots. It's yeah, I don't know. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. I don't think it was that encouraging for of a performance, but it was a good result. What, I don't know. What, what do you think? I think. I think it's it's a start. Obviously, it's good to grind out results like that, even if you don't play well, like Arsenal have this season. It's a it's a good basis to go off on. But then, yeah, I also think that we need to pick up if we have any intentions of doing something this season. But it's going. It we've kind of hit the dip. I hope now. Also, we've got a lot of home games now, so it's a good chance to build build on what we're doing and get some confidence and momentum back. But no, I've I've uh, I liked how we played the other night. Burnley was a bit of a shit game, as we said, but the wins a win at the end of the day. The amount of times we won last. Last season, one 0 I, I couldn't even count it. So yeah, I, I'd say the the difference though, maybe between the way Man United won at Burnley and the comparison to Arsenal winning and not playing well, is I'd say even Arsenal haven't played that well in lots of games. We've still mostly controlled games and not been massively under threat. Whereas. Yeah. I mean, Burnley, I don't think Man United had much control of the game. They were kind of let off by Burnley being very wasteful a lot of the time. I'm not sure if that's the impression you got, but to me, it felt a lot like... They didn't really create a clear-cut chance that I can think of, but they had half chances. And obviously, when you when you watch Burnley, what was missing was a striker. And if you need to yeah. stay up in the Premier League, you need a striker that's going to score you somewhere around... 10, 12 goals a season. And they, um, they also don't, they have the uh, youngest squad in the league. Yeah, um, it was very young. They had some promising which, players though. Yeah, so, I mean, they've kind of, Southampton had the youngest squad in the league last season mm. and finished bottom. So, we'll see how that bears out. They've got, I mean, it's not a very tall squad. It, it just, it seemed noticeable to me watching it on TV that the players on the pitch weren't very tall. On for either team, either team, you could kind of tell when there was a tall player how short everyone else was. Definitely, and that is not like the Burnley I know. No, this is a different Burnley. It's a new Burnley, and I'm not sure it's a better Burnley. But um, it remains to be seen. It's too early to say. Yeah, jury's out. Moving on to the Sunday fixtures, we had the North London derby. Tell us all about that, Harry. Unfortunately, I couldn't watch it, but. Tell me about it. I think you missed out on quite a good game for a neutral. Yeah, I think I did as well. I'm not a neutral, and I absolutely hated it. It was a, it, it was a horrible, stressful experience that I am, I was relieved was over when it ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, it was very frustrating because I felt like 
the first half an hour, 35 minutes or so, Arsenal, without being necessarily exceptional, played well. Spurs were taking lots of risks that weren't really paying off. We had multiple very good chances. We went 1-0 up for, a, for an own goal. It was a Saka shot that got deflected in off Romero. Uh, can happen to a nicer player. Twat. And uh, we, we created a few more chances after that. Gabriel Jesus had an unbelievably good chance when it was still 1-0. He won the ball off Madison. It was, I think, in the Tottenham penalty box, just him and the goalkeeper, he snatched at it, went over the bar. I think if that had gone in and it was 2-0, we'd have gone on to win pretty comfortably. Um, yeah. But instead, what happened was uh, Arsenal did our, we did our normal thing at the Emirates of having a series of defensive brain farts to let Tottenham back into it. And uh, from that point on, it was it was really, really crap. It was one of the worst North London derby performances at home probably since I think it was our worst at home since 2016 in my opinion when it was a 1-1 draw uh, in, um, it was the, the season where Chelsea won the league under Conte it, was, it kind of felt, felt similar where we started quite well could have been 2-0 up 2-3-0 up went ahead for an own goal and ended up fucking it up and nearly losing and I don't think we necessarily did nearly lose I don't think Tottenham deserved to win or anything but um, I think a draw probably was fair on the bands of play because after 35 minutes we were useless it was we couldn't keep the ball I mean that's the thing one of the best things Arsenal been at this season the best things Arsenal have done regardless of how we played in games if we've kept the ball well we've had the ball We've had control of games, even if we've not necessarily been playing at the, the tempo we want to play at or creating as many chances we want to create. We've had control of the tempo of the game. In the second half against Tottenham, we just didn't. We couldn't keep the ball. We were really sloppy and really wasteful. And that second Tottenham goal is one of the most infuriating goals I've ever seen Arsenal concede. Well, right off kickoff. Right after you've got, you've gone, you know, you're not playing well in a North London derby. You've just gone, been given a gift to go 2 1 up. And your most experienced player, almost straight from kickoff, is caught dwelling on the ball inside his own half as the second deepest player on the pitch. You yeah. know, it's, 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 it's inexcusable to make that mistake at that point in the game. It, we didn't even have time to settle into the lead or build any momentum. Yeah, it's very annoying when that happens. It's like us at the Emirates, kind of what happened to us. Yeah, a bit. It's 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 but it's like you know you you just I remember do you remember um in twenty eighteen it was Unai Emery's first season, and um we played you at Old Trafford, and Arsenal went in front <laughs> twice. That game and was the almost immediately. <laughs> that game was the funniest <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> the, the goal, I mean, every single goal in that game was dreadful. But, but so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. But but it it felt it was a lot like that. But it was like you know to go two one up. You know you, you you're elated. You just want to you know okay you're two one up. Let's you know let's not make any stupid errors. Stay in front. You know get the 
the crowd's going to be up for it, build some momentum, get a third goal, kill the game. Instead, give the ball away, the second deepest player on the pitch and let them in to score immediately. And all of a sudden you've thrown away all that momentum, you're back at 2-2 and they've got it back with over half an hour to go. And it's a, it was pretty stressful to, to watch. It felt definitely like, I don't think Tottenham had any really good opportunities other than the chances they had where they scored. But yeah. I think that for large periods of the second half, it felt like the more, if a team was going to score, it felt more likely to be Spurs just because they were the ones that were sustaining attacks. Arsenal, I mean, for a lot of the second half, couldn't keep the ball. Because, not necessarily because Tottenham were, were great, but just because we were so sloppy. I mean, so many players had off games. It was really irritating. And the injuries didn't help. Declan Rice going off at half-time didn't help. Saka was clearly carrying a knock for most of the game. Nketiah barely touched the ball. Jesus missed the best chance of the game. Erdegaard had one of his worst games in um, since we signed him, I think. Um, I think, given the context of it in particular, you know, your captain in a North London derby, he didn't yeah. play well at all. And um, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was disappointing because it felt like not necessarily a game we deserved to win afterwards, but a game we should have won because I know Tottenham have had praise for their performance. But I think in the first, I think they got really let off in the first half an hour and we could have killed the game and we didn't and we let them into it. And it's very frustrating, but we didn't lose, still unbeaten. And uh, yeah, we move. Do you, do you have any uh, any thoughts on it? No, not really. I'm just, I was interested to see the Hyunmin Son score twice because I think I was thinking, is it Harry Kane who's been holding him back? I th- well, obviously they had that partnership, but I feel like he's kind of got his confidence back now. I don't know if that's a managerial change or probably will be. But probably partly that. I think. I think he's also. He also. I think the fact he's been made club captain has probably yeah. been helpful. I think he. He probably. He seems like the sort of player that would relish that kind of responsibility, um, as much as I find him extremely annoying as a player. Um, I think, you know, he's, he's quite, he's, he steps up when he's, I guess, feels important. I mean, he's scores a lot of goals for South Korea as the captain. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe that helps. Yeah. I don't know. I think Tottenham are an interesting proposition to be had, but, Moving across, I, I don't. I, moving across. I, I, don't I, I just want to say, I just want to say, I need to get this off my chest. Go on. It really annoys me how much praise Tottenham get for doing so little. Well, when, just winning again. Well, not even when they drew, and it's been made out like there's some tactical masterclass from Costa Coglu, and you know, the, it's a it's a sign of growth. And, um, I think it's because yeah. people didn't really see it coming. Yeah, I, I just think that the fact they, they drew was more to do with Arsenal playing badly than Tottenham playing well. And I don't I don't want to take away for I don't want to take away credit for I think they've played well this season. I think they've been good. I think they've improved a lot. I think they deserve praise. But some of the praise I've seen for them after six games feels so over the top. You know, like actual uh, you know, pe- people suggesting you know, oh, they could they could potentially change for the title. There were people saying 
Foster Crogley's done what Arteta's done in six weeks or whatever. What Arteta took three years to do. And he hasn't. He's played six games. They've not done anything yet. Yeah. Arteta won the FA Cup in his first half season. Foster Cogley's won four games. So get a fucking grip. I mean, Arsenal weren't even considered title challengers until after the World Cup last season. I've already heard people saying it about Tottenham after six games. Like, fuck off. Oh. Anyway, Chelsea. I'll let you. I'll bring, I'll, bring, I'll let you discuss about them. What do you think about uh, their loss against Aston Villa? Um, hilarious! It's great. It's really funny. And Emery uh, getting a result away at a big six team as well. He did it to Chelsea last season, to be fair, yeah, and Tottenham. Um, oh, yeah. I think it's. I think it's it's more about playing good teams away, rather than just big clubs. Because mm. uh, Chelsea might be a, uh, you know debatably a big club I guess they kind of are big now uh, they're a big club but um, they're not a good team and no, they continue to show that I think it's it's very hard to be convinced by Chelsea's uh, like it's harder to believe in them as weeks go on because they just keep on losing games they should it's be like, winning and they miss so many chances I mean, they're so, so wasteful. I mean, I was talking about Arsenal being wasteful. There's nothing compared to Chelsea. Chelsea mm. can barely score a goal. I mean, I don't, I mean I'm just looking at their team. They don't actually the fact have... it's so expensive is so mind-boggling to me. It shouldn't be a one-billion-pound team. They don't have, a, um, a, like, a reliable goal scorer still. No, but that's a bit, if you're going to spend a billion pounds, and you know you need a striker, I don't really get why they've why they've done what they've done. It's, it's just, I mean, there's no goals in their team. Yeah, their captain's Conor Gallagher at the moment. How 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 have they ended up in this position? I mean, I haven't. I mean, they spent loads of money in the summer. I've never heard of half the players they signed. Like Gusto got sent off. He was a completely new face to me at the start of the season. Saw photos of him. I was thinking, who's that? <laughs> which one? Which one's this? Busto. Yeah. No, I mean, like, we were thinking, which one's this? Yeah. yeah. It's like maybe maybe he's some sort of academy product. No, he's a new signing. It's strange um, how dis- many. Sassy. I hadn't heard of him until he scored against Liverpool. It's strange how many um, injuries they get as well at the same time. I think that with them getting so many injuries, it could it could like derail the season even more. I don't know, but maybe the fact that Chelsea are getting so many injuries now and still losing, it could just it could be their their trough. You know, it, I can't see it getting much worse than this. Obviously, you can get carried away by oh Chelsea getting relegated and oh Chelsea this and that, but I mean, so, eventually it's something has to. Something has to give with the amount of money they're spending. They won't get relegated, but they're going to be. Uh, they're not going to be in Europe. They they can't. It, they've got such a mediocre team and such a mediocre squad. Yeah. I mean, who do they bring off the bench? I mean, they brought off Cole Palmer, Ronnie Stussman. Um, he, he didn't even get onto the bench <laughs> this week, which is a shame. I, I'd love to see Ronnie Stuffer get on the pitch. Um, it would be. 
a, a very exciting day, I think, when that happens. But not yet, at least. But it's just, I don't really understand their team. I mean, they had Ben Chilwell on the bench. He doesn't start anymore. I think he's league. injured now, maybe. Yeah, the fans don't seem very happy of him at the moment. Mm. His reputation seems to have been tanked a little bit. But it's, I mean, Robert Sanchez doesn't convince me massively. Yeah, that goal that Watkins scored. I have no idea how he scored from that. Yeah, game. that was a strange goal. Nice finish though, but it's from the great finish. That, that angle is yeah. a crazy angle to score from. I, I mean, Thiago Silva is like what about fifty? It's he's he's still starting every week next to Disassi and Colwell, who are basically children. I mean, Colwell should be good. Disassi, as I said, know nothing about him other than that he scored against Liverpool. And uh, Caicedo is far from convincing for the most expensive midfielder in the league. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Chelsea are a weird team. I think it will come off eventually, but I don't know what their peak is because it's hard to govern that many players at once. I mean, they lost to Aston Villa with three £100 million signings in their starting eleven. Three and not no. three and not that and must be a Premier League out. record, but yeah, possibly, easily, possibly, and that, you know that's on top of their what like forty plus million pound striker and Raheem Sterling and whatever they paid for Robert Sanchez. It's an expensive starting eleven, and very expensive. And then they've got a sixty million pound signing on the bench, another sixty million pound signing on the bench. And those two, what, what they get, 120 million pounds for Carl Palmer and Kukurea off the bench. It's not, it's not very good, is it? They paid, what, 50 million for Ben Shilwell when they signed him? That was a few years ago. But yeah, they're shit. They're complete shit. Their shit is what Harry says. But moving on, we have um, Liverpool won again. There's no surprises there. They, they continue their impressive start to the season. But later on on Sunday, we had an absolute trouncing upon Sheffield United. 8-0 in their own backyard, Harry. Did, did, you, did you manage to catch it? No, I didn't. I was, st- I was still pissed off about the uh, Arsenal game. So I, was... <laughs> I caught goals number 6, 7 and 8 and I was just like, what? But I, I, I kept looking. Yeah, I looked at the score every now and then and it was always a bigger score. Like, you know, 5-0, 6-0, 7-0. It was... I mean, Sheffield United are screwed. They're, they're, they're really yeah. bad. They just don't have any Premier League quality at all. No, no not even. I, I, not even the manager. I don't rate the manager very highly. No, um, I'm surprised he didn't get sacked. He, I, I don't think he did. But after a, after a defeat like that, you can't. You know. Yeah, I mean, the the team is. It is a it's a championship side. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I mean, to lose eight 0 at home to Newcastle, rarely score more than two goals in a game, apart from when they're playing teams that just capitulate. Yeah. And eight 0 at home is so embarrassing. It's I mean anywhere it's embarrassing, but at home in front of your own fans. <laughs> You know, I, when Sheffield United win the Premier League a few years ago and they did stay up, when I mean, Bramall Lane was one of the 
big factors in what kept them up and actually helped them do pretty well. And they really struggled when in lo- in lockdown when they can have fans in the ground. This time it doesn't seem to make a difference because they're just not good enough. Well, uh, Newcastle, they they look good. They got a draw at the San Siro and uh, they beat Man City last night. We both saw that. And yeah. obviously it's 8-0. You know, I don't know. I, I'd said about Newcastle earlier on, I said, oh, they might struggle with Europe. But the more I look at them, the more uh, players they actually have. And I, I thought they did. So... I don't know what could happen. They've got a lot of attackers, which I, I didn't realise. And then, obviously, they have, they've been lucky with injuries, kind of. I know Harvey Barnes is injured now. But they, they didn't start the season too well, but it's, it's, um, it's moving at a trajectory now where they could get back into a similar position as last season. But I think, they'll be, as we said, they'll be relying on other teams to fuck up as well. The other thing that's amazing about this particular result is that it was eight goals with eight different goal scorers. Yeah, I, I, I didn't realise that until the day after. No, that must be another record as well. I know Kieran Trippier got like four assists or something like that. Three, I think. Yeah, yeah three assists. Well, that's um, some that's some doing that eight different goal scorers. It's incredible. I mean. I mean, what? How many subs did they make? They made three subs, no, four subs. So that's eight, eight, fifth. They had fifteen players on the pitch in total during the game, and half uh, scored. Uh, yeah, over half of the team scored, and that in itself is crazy. That there's basically, if you played for Newcastle in that game, there's more than a fifty percent chance that you scored a goal. It's yeah. It was um. A fixture. It was a fixture that you could probably see Newcastle winning, but not in that degree. Well, yeah. that's that's all I've got to say about last week. Really, you want to you want to preview uh, some? Do you want to preview some fixtures for next week? Yeah, we could. We could. Yeah. We could do that. Do that. Yeah. Touching on it. Yeah. T- touching on last week. Well, now United have got the twelfth home draw in a row. Zero point yeah, zero. Zero point zero two four percent chance. I think it's rigged. Yeah, I think it's rigged. I, I, it's, it's, it's a very weird, very dodgy. I mean, it's this is like what is this going back to last season or the season before as well? I our I last, our last home draw, uh, away draw with fans in the stadium was before COVID. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Um, that's it's almost unexplainable. It doesn't make any sense. How how that can happen? Yeah, it's every it's single crazy. time, especially as United went all the way in two cup competitions last season. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, strange. It's not like you've been getting knocked out in the first round for every every season. It's you've no. gone all the way. You've got to a Carabao Cup final, the FA Cup final. Yeah, the only I, th- time I don't know what's going on. Trafford was when you were playing at Wembley. Exactly. Oh, we had in a way like. Uh, Nottingham Forest, which we had to play, but even then, I think we were drawn at home first. Oh, was it a replay? Or, or no, no, it was, no it's it's, cup, it was two legs. Yeah, yeah, semi final, two legs. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Strange. Also, I got my um, I've got an email today. I'm getting my 45 quid back that they fined me last week. Oh, that's yeah. good. What, yeah. what, how come? 
why they would kind of well when i applied for it back i thought it was originally the day before because i went to manchester the day before as well and yeah. i tapped in with my apple pay and i showed my physical card to the um, inspector on the tram and mm. they said they processed two different um numbers for them but they realize it's the same card and they've sent me a polite reminder to use the same device slash card next time but they're gonna let me off this time okay so i get my money back yeah anyway back on back onto the football <laughs> welcomes and welcome to the behind the behind the money podcast 45 quid to spend at uni yeah that will go fair. That will go with that will go within two hours probably knowing the prices nowadays, but yeah, it's all right in Leeds at least compared to London. Yeah, God, bad blinking it going. Try try buying a pint in London is like a fucking jump scare when they show you the price. <laughs> Awful. Anyway, moving on to next week. What games we pick out? Uh, Villa versus Brighton. What have you got for this? Draw. Draw. Yeah, I don't think it. This is the most clear draw ever. Unless Aston Villa turn it up, I don't see Brighton winning. It's a 1-1 one, one or a 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. And then we have... Um, who else is playing on Saturday? Oh, yeah, Tottenham Everton versus Liverpool. Oh, yeah. This is, this, might, this is the battle of the BTG podcast. This is, get, this is the, get United Arsenal. This is the culture game. This is the, the, this is the culture... This is the only culture war I'm interested in. Everton-Luton. Vintage BTG. Yeah. <laughs> Everton Everton Luton just screams entertainment. I I mean it's it's very disappointing. You can't watch it legally in this country because what a banger of a game that 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 screams to me Super Sunday main event. Yeah, I mean we've waited years for an Everton Luton fixture. Years. They don't, they don't come very often. Uh, yeah. Easy. Fate has led us to this weekend and this fixture and oh yes should be I mean Everton I think will win but no it needs to be a nil-nil draw just for the culture I doubt I doubt it I, I can't see Lucen doing that yeah to be fair no I, do, way. I do want someone to break Derby County's record this year so and Everton have already won yeah, I mean, the relegation battle does not seem like an all-timer this season. Last year was very good, but this year... Last, last year it was good. This year, nah, 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 nah. It's, <laughs> it's a foregone conclusion. It's a write-off. Yeah. Yeah, anyway... Everton, I mean, this will... Uh, what, what, are, there, are there any injuries for the teams? Uh, the Congas injured. Oh, who did he play for? Luton. Luton, yeah. And Barkley, Ross Barkley. Yeah, anyway, that's uh, I'm excited. Uh, later in the day, Tottenham Liverpool, you yeah, you saying? Yeah, Tottenham Liverpool. This is an interesting one. Two teams that have started well. Sorry, Harry, but Tottenham have started well. They have started well. I yeah. never denied that. I know, I know, I know. It started well, but I, I didn't. I didn't realize Lloris still played for them. Oh yeah, what's happened to him? Is he on the bench now? Or... 
I'm not sure he is. I think he just refused to go or something. So he's just there, hanging around in the tra- at the training ground. Right, okay. Strange one. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, this will be a real test, you know, Tottenham are, because I think they they proved themselves against Arsenal last week. Obviously, Arsenal fucked up themselves, but I think it'll be yeah. interesting to see how they go against a team that are a bit more... How do I describe Liverpool compared to Arsenal? I want to say gung-ho, I want to say gung ho, but I feel like both teams are pretty attacking. A bit I more... Think, I think- Experience. Yeah. yeah, well, I'm not. I mean, I'm not even necessarily sure it's that. It's it's like I, I think Liverpool maybe gelled a bit quicker. They 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 just they seem a bit more. Yeah. Well, obviously they seem to have this seem to have this moment. one season on, one season off thing. Don't be Liverpool. I'm not sure this is necessary. I'm not necessarily sure they're back to the level they were at before, but they they're definitely better than they were last season by quite some distance and uh, I, I think it's the sort of game I can see being a draw um, yeah. Tottenham at home I think I think they could get a draw it will be interesting to see how it plays out Yeah, I'm uh, looking... TR, apparently Alexander-Arnold's a doubt oh yeah he's not been playing recently but he seemed to have been doing yeah. well and Thiago as well so it's uh, it will be interesting to see I think, yeah. I, I obviously, um, I hope Tottenham don't win. I, I can see it being a draw. Mm. I mean, I always hope Tottenham don't win. It's just a, it's a general resting position. And then, as well, on Saturday we have um, what struggling Wolves welcome uh, Manchester City to struggling the mall, Wolves. The Mall, as I've been told, it's called by our, one of our viewers, the Mall. Struggling wolves, animals in distress. Animals in distress. <laughs> Sounds like a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thing. Yeah, or maybe a band, or I don't know. It could be, it could be a, a cartoon network. It could be David Attenborough. It's very versatile, actually. But it's not. It's a football club uh, who are near the bottom of the table with one win from six games, called Wolverhampton Wanderers. A bit depressing um, now, isn't it? <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's depressing. But, but, but this, this episode's had a depressing vibe to it so far. It has, I think. Yeah. But yeah, Wolves against Man City, they um, don't have a great chance. I think the animals in distress will continue to be in distress. But you never know. They have quite a good record against Man City in the past few years. Maybe not last season, but before that. When when, when Nuno was in charge, they had a good record. I they, remember a 3-2 game, the one where they came back. Yeah. That springs to mind. But nowadays... Doherty scored. Yeah, yeah. But nowadays, and Traore. They're a different yeah. proposition. Yeah. I, I think, especially based on the uh, few games they have played particularly against the, the, the top teams, I guess, uh, when they played Man United, when they played Liverpool, when we talked about how they were wasteful and yeah. uh, didn't capitalise on the chances they had. Um, I don't see anything and, else. And I, those, teams, those two teams weren't on City's level. And I think if City play even, you know, like 40, 50% their best, they'll probably win. 
Yeah, I don't see anything other than a City win, but it's an interesting game because no one likes to go to the mall. And for City come off a lot a loss in midweek. Well, they're out of the Carabao Cup, so their quadruple dreams are over. Did you call it the mall? Yeah, it's called the mall, I've been told. That's what Wolves fans call it. Who calls it? Martin. Does Martin call it the mall? Well, did you you deduce the number of Wolves fans in Leeds and who else is going to tell me that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I did not know that's what they called it. No, the mall. Because we remember we were talking the other week about is it Molyneux, Molyneux or... Yeah. So we're, now we're, it's just the mall. We're using, we're using the uh, Wolves dialects now. The hull. Shit all. Yeah, oh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, <laughs> on um, on Monday, Monday night football, we've got West London derby, Fulham versus Chelsea. The absolute mid off. What do you? What, it's a big mid off. <laughs> what do you think? Um, what do you think of this one? It's a bit of an interesting one. Is it? Yeah, because I don't know who's going to win. Fulham. <laughs> Are you that certain? That's what happened last season, and um, Fulham are currently above Chelsea, so um, wouldn't be. It would, I mean, if we're basing it on form, I don't even think Fulham are good. So really, Chelsea no. probably should win. They'll stay, they'll stay in the flow. It's just, I mean, Chelsea winning in the league feels like such a big ask at the moment for them. I, I, I kind of don't expect them to win, whatever the outcome. I think a draw or a Fulham win, but Chelsea probably should win, and maybe they will. I've just completely spread bet and said nothing of uh, any real significance. But uh, draw, I guess. Um, yeah, I've got a sneaky feeling Chelsea will win. I don't know why. Yeah, what are the odds? Well, uh, right, in audience. I mean, Chelsea are favourites, but... Yeah, I, I think so. It is at Fulham, so... Craven Cottage, intimidating atmosphere under the lights. It's such a weird film, Craven Cottage. I've been before. I like it. It's, yeah, it's all right. It's a very weird vibe. Yeah, it is a weird vibe, but it's kind of quite nice and unique in a way. Very it's Fulham. It's very Fulham. And, uh, West London. Yeah. yeah, it is. And it's right by the River Thames, which makes it quite cool, I think. Yeah. So, by the river. Yeah. As they say. By the river. Yeah, but uh, no, I can't really pretend I, I care hugely about Fulham versus Chelsea. Uh, it's, I'm, 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 it's, yeah, it's a bit of a nothing game. It's very mid-table, 11th versus 14th. Yes, yeah, very mid-table. Absolutely middle. But by the time it actually happens, it may be even, it may be different. It might not be 11th versus 14th, but it could be 12th versus 15th or yeah, who knows? There's actually a double game week this week. We've got um, a fixture that didn't get played: Luton versus Burnley. But I don't even want to waste my breath talking about, <laughs> about oh. that game. To be honest, oh no, <laughs> Luton versus Burnley. That's a scary game. Yeah, that's I not even I'll... a mid-off. That's I a think... championship game. <laughs> I think I'll give that one a miss and spend my time watching some Champions League football. Yeah. Lons versus Arsenal's at that time, so I'll be watching that. What do you think? To inflict Luton Burnley on myself. What do you think for Lons versus Arsenal? Straightforward Arsenal win or should, Arsenal should win? Yeah, straightforward. Mm. 
with. I don't. I know nothing about Lonzo. I'm not going to pretend I do. I know this is where um, Varane came through. That's about it. Yeah, well, I don't even know that much. It's uh... United played Galatasaray as well on the same night, which is an interesting game because Galatasaray seems to have every single play you've forgotten about. Yeah, well, I look. I'm just looking at foot foot mob and the one stat they have in the preview for Lons is that they haven't kept a clean sheet in eight games. So, <laughs> I, 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 if that continues, I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit scared to, to play Galatasaray right? because I think we, we do need to win it because obviously we lost against Bayern Munich last week. And um, yeah, I don't know how many fans they're going to bring, but the less the better, I reckon. My I opinion. think my memory of playing Galatasaray and Turkish teams in general, so they tend to bring a lot of away fans. Yeah. They, they just... filled the away end at the Emirates when we played them in 2014. So, they were advised... Danny Welbeck scored a hat-trick. They were advising United fans not to go to Turkey. So... United fans? Yeah, when we played them next, um, in November, they were advising them not to go to Turkey to go and watch the away like, of it. Yeah, because there's, there's a bit... It can be a bit... Hairy, you know, in terms of violence. <laughs> Hairy. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know about, yeah, maybe not literally hairy. I like the thought of it. we calling Turkish guys hairy next week. Yeah. Are Turkish people hairy? Anyway, uh, mo- yeah. moving on to Newcastle versus um, <laughs> Newcastle versus TSG. <laughs> The the oil derby. What after Newcastle Man City last yeah. night? Another um, oil derby. The oil derby. This is an interesting it's, yeah. game. Very it's interesting. A bit, they should te- they should watch this game in any international politics classes <laughs> across the world. IFP students. But, but, but this is international relations at play. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is this game does not just concern the people of Newcastle and Paris, but the people and particularly the governments of Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates. No, not the United Arab it's Emirates. It's Qatar. Saudi Arabia and Qatar. Yeah. God. If Arab anyone Emirates from this City. part of the world ever listens to this, Harry meant that very, very um, sincerely, and he, he didn't mean to say it, and he apologizes profusely. Please do not find. What are you saying? Please, Am I please throwing do, me under the bus like this? Please, please, do, <laughs> please do not find where, where he is. What? I haven't done anything wrong, Steve. You can't call. You can't call Qatar the United Arab Emirates. The United Arab Emirates own Man City, or technically, kind of own yeah. Man City. It's like what the cousin of the uh, Crown Prince or whatever owns yeah. Man City. So. And they played Man City last night, so it's an e- they were on my mind, and it, you know they merge. No, they don't merge. It's the wrong word. I, I got confused. I said the wrong thing. They definitely don't merge. There's no merging. Uh, um, they're, they're very separate countries, very different it's, cultures. It's an absolute night for the plastic football clubs on um, on Wednesday because RB Leipzig take on City as well. It's like plastic. It's like the plastic dream. David Attenborough. David Dutterbridge's yeah. worst nightmare on, on Wednesday. Yeah. Night. Yeah, a bit shallow, really. Um, yeah. It's yeah. a shame so, that it's come to this. It's weird, though, with Newcastle. Uh, I don't know. 
because they are a club with history and everything, but bleh. no, Newcastle PSG, yeah, it's a bit weird because it, it is genuinely kind of like a it's just soft, it's a soft power discussion, yeah. but yeah, it'll be interesting, it'll be interesting, it'll be a good game, I hope, at the very least. Yeah, I hope they both lose. <laughs> Yeah, but let's let's bring up the mood a bit then. Uh, I, I I don't have anything against either club. Just yeah. Yeah. Let's bring the mood up then. What's your what's been your favorite moment of the week? Hmm. I liked my house tour yesterday of your of your house. Oh, that was yeah. very fun. Yes. Yeah. I liked yeah. I liked making I liked I enjoyed making my player on Billy's team, um, <laughs> Fecal Plume. Fecal uh, Plume. Yeah. Run Star player. Ronnie Stutton's there as well. Yeah. It's a it's a great team. It's a very solid team. We're building up some good squad depth, I think. And no, they're no John Lee, though. No, John the Bruiser Lee is, an, is a complete beast. He's, he's, a, he's a different animal. Six foot seven. He leaps like a salmon in the air. My God, does he have a powerful strike on him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my moment of the week. Um, I don't know. It, it was good. I enjoyed the freshers' third. I'm not a fresher, but I enjoyed. <laughs> it was good to go back there again. I got a lot of free stuff. What's your advice for the week, Harry? I think we all need some advice. You know, uni starts soon. It's getting cold outside. You know, fucking God knows what else is happening in the world. Advice. The country's on its arse. What 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 um what advice do you have for us to keep us going? Oh, advice. What what could I possibly say? Um. <laughs> uh, well, shouldn't. Well, blue tack isn't edible. Is that from personal experience or? I don't know. I can't say. I just, it's not <laughs> edible, and you shouldn't eat it because I think it does bad things to you. Um, like what? Well, it's not like cheese. Which, <laughs> and cheese is sticky, and so you might be tempted to think, well, they're the same thing because they're both sticky, and you know, and soft cheeses can be moldable and stuff. But, I mean, there's two things. You shouldn't try to eat blue tack because it's not cheese and it's not like cheese. And you shouldn't try to stick things to a wall with cheese. That's a good point. I've never tried that yeah. personally. No, it's not a like... good substitute. They're not substitutes for each other, basically, is what I'm trying to say. One is you not taught... a substitute for the other. You taught me something useful about blue tack yesterday that it um, gets stickier. Yeah. As you as you uh, roll it together, yeah, I think the lot. I'm not. Yeah, I think it's something to do with like the longer it's in contact with you, mm. the stickier it feels because it oh. kind of seeps into your skin or something. So it's like it feels. Oh, stickier. that's a bit. That's a bit dark. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm not sure it's dark. <laughs> it's probably dark for the blue tack seeping into your skin, but mm. you know, there's not much light that gets into those little nooks and crannies. Um, and I'm talking about in the fingers and the hands, okay. and, you know, not the noticeable nooks and crannies. 
Yeah. Uh, nooks and crannies. What is anyway, a cranny? That's that. That's a question that we'll answer soon. But anyway, that's all I've got to say. This no one ever just people talk about nooks on their own. Have you ever heard anyone talk about crannies on their own? I'm not sure I have. No. No one goes. That's a big cranny. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's start, you've got let's, lots of let's crannies normalize, in your room. Let's normalize the crannies. You talk about nooks, but where are the crannies? Mm. Oh yeah, that's. That, I don't know which piece of that was the advice, but <laughs> I'll take all of it on board. <laughs> don't look for crannies. Don't look for crannies. Okay. You might not like what you find. <laughs> the crannies are not what they seem. This sounds like you've been traumatized recently. Um. Well, <laughs> what, uh, have I? You saw anyway, what I saw yesterday. Anyway, I'm not going to comment on that any further. But thanks for tuning in today. Um, we should be back next week. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's all I've got to say. You got anything else to say? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if the tone of this episode has been a bit downbeat but, <laughs> yeah um, it has it's, it's very um, it's because autumn's coming yeah it's grey yeah it's getting cold we'll be back next week maybe maybe yeah. we maybe we might be in person next week I don't know what's going to happen I we'll, hope so I'm trying hard for you all anyway we'll work this out yeah we'll yeah. be in person very soon yeah okay, okay. That's all I've got. All right. to, I think that's all Harry got to say. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I've said so, I've said my piece. All right. So goodbye, everyone. We'll see you very soon. Bye, bye, everyone.